0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Every Day Linux, Episode 30, Holiday Tech Support, recorded December 13th, 2011, and brought to you by Element Opie Productions, ElementOpie.com. Dot com.
1: I love that. Opie.
0: <laughs> you like that?
1: Yeah, it just hits me right every it's just, time. It's just,
2: I am Opie. Had to come up oh, with uh, some...
1: I guess before I talk, we should, like, you know, tell everybody who might not know who i am yeah if chris
0: Chris were here he would say the show is already broken um but chris (laughs) is not here
2: that's what we do here
0: (laughs) uh chris had a uh a family a death in the family this week and wasn't able to be with us and uh we're actually recording on a different night ordinarily it's sunday night we're recording on a tuesday night uh and in, in chris's absence to fill in the gap. We have Mr. Sean Keibel with us, also known as the other half of the Taiwad Tech Podcast. Hey, Sean, how's it going? It's
1: good. It's good. It's uh, it's nice to be here with you guys. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I appreciate the fact that you chose a topic that I could maybe actually chime in on.
0: Yeah, because you have absolutely no Linux cred to bring to the right, table. Right, I ever. don't. Not at all. Um, yes, slightly I more. I mean, than unless
1: me. it's it, it, unless you count like using Puppy Linux to you know get in and uh, you know rework the partitions on a disk or something i mean i use it as a tool
0: just a just a a bit of network trivia Uh, sean was the original impetus the original idea for uh, everyday linux i was going to convince him to put linux on a laptop and because he had no experience with it and i would coach him through it he would be the noob and i would be the guide and we would go that way but he was too scared to do it so, we ended up having to go a different direction with the show. And that different right. direction includes Mr. Aaron Butler, the former fat guy. Hey, Aaron, how's it going?
2: Hello, everyone. Broadcasting to you live from Casa de Butler in beautiful downtown, slightly western Marietta, Georgia.
0: <laughs> and, of course, the gooey kid. The show wouldn't be the show without a little gooey. Uh, hello, Seth.
3: Hey, Mark. Hello, everybody. And welcome aboard, Sean. Thank you.
2: A little gooey to you. <laughs> Thank you for the,
1: the gooey welcome.
0: And it is officially the Christmas season because there's eight foot of poo in my front yard. So we can now begin the Christmas season.
2: And oh, I yes. get it with a capital P. Yes. Uh, I thought we, maybe the ducks would migrate in. And that's what you were saying. <laughs>
0: uh, well, it, it does have a little of that on it, too. No, uh, it's it, Anybody who's ever read my blog, which is like yes. none of my listeners, uh, would know that I have a love-hate relationship with an eight-foot inflatable Pooh bear sitting on a honey pot Christmas decoration, so uh, it's not it, it's not the Christmas season to my girls until I put that up, and I grumble and complain about it every year. But I do it because I love them, even though I hate it. And today, while I was at work, my wife did it. Uh, this uh, uh, she I, I I don't know why she decided to maybe to spare me the pain. I'm not sure, but I came home today and my yard was full of poo. So it is now officially the Christmas season.
3: Well, you know, Mark, I know a guy.
0: <laughs> a guy
3: who can take care of that for me? He can make him an offer he can't yeah. refuse.
0: It was a run by scissoring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, one other bit of exciting news that is almost tangentially related to this show. As of uh, a couple hours ago today, well, about five hours ago today, uh, Element Opie has an Android app. Woo-hoo! Wait, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> wow really you guys don't read your twitter or google plus streams huh no i don't yes. no, uh,
1: um, it, well uh no actually i didn't today i was really busy today though so fill me in
0: we have a google plus app and uh the iphone app is pending it, you mean android app you mean uh what did i say Google, Google, plus. Plus. Google Plus. Yeah, I'm sorry. We have an Android app. Yes, and the iPhone app is pending. You know, it should be a few days uh, to get through the approval process, and then we will have. And, and we could even do a Windows Phone app. I haven't decided if I'm going to do that yet. Um, it's because, got
2: zero plus downloads in the market, yeah.
0: <laughs> and now it has one. No, it actually on my metrics I'm showing four people, so you'd make you'd, you're number five. Uh, but yeah, there's a service called Conduit.com uh that makes uh they have an app creation platform so basically they're already in with everybody and they already know all the rules and you just kind of uh drop in drag and drop your feeds and stuff and i saw that as a result of uh bjorn Barrent, a friend of ours from the taiwan tech podcast uh he has a uh, had an app that he uh advertised and i went and checked it out and saw that who it was made by and uh thought hey i'll give it a try and it's absolutely free there are no ads um, they do gather aggregated uh, marketing information, but everybody does that. So it, it, uh, it tracks your location in general terms, I think, uh, like cell tower location, not down to your house location. Um, so that's how they're making their money there. The company, Conduit.com, kind of has a bad rela- uh, uh, reputation because they got their start making toolbars. And everybody hates oh. toolbars. Uh, but, Except my grandmother. <laughs> who likes all the toolbars that you can find. We'll talk about that later on. Um, but uh, so if you uh, uh, have heard of those or, or you have, you know, maybe spent some time in your life cleaning up uh, Conduit.com stuff, this is a different uh, branch of the company, same company. But as far as I can, and I did a lot of research because I wasn't going to do anything, you um, that was wasn't uh, up and up at all, um, and they, everything checks out. And they even they have a pledge on their website. I mean, it's like in in legalese that says we will not uh, load any spyware or any backdoor stuff, and we will not track anything other than the aggregated, uh, non-specific uh, anonymous data. Um,
2: well, I'm, I'm actually they sitting here the looking CIA. at. It. <laughs> what are you saying, Aaron? I said I'm actually sitting here looking at the app on my new Samsung. Uh, Stratosphere that we mentioned last week, yeah, and it actually is pretty cool. It is a cool. It, it, and so, FYI, for those that are out there listening who haven't already downloaded, like I have, and what it is, it is it looks like it is a customized uh podcast feed. I, I've got five little speakers here, and I cl- I clicked on one; it will work out because that's mine, and it gives me a little logo with a little blurb. And then it has a listing of my podcast in reverse order, chronological order. I can click on number 24 right there, uh, Snake Oil and uh, pixie. pixie Dust, and it looks like it's trying to play, and yep. I'm turning up my volume. There it is, right there.
1: Oh, look at that! I'm Okay, I'm downloading it right now. Yeah. And uh, how geeky is this? We all sit around. It's got and the download details
0: it. right there. It's awesome. Now, the, you will notice if you scroll down to the bottom, there's a typo on the page. That's a typo in their template that I can't change. It says "written by" with two T's, or no, "writer" is what it is. Yeah, the uh, the podcast writer with two T's. Um, Instead of written would be with two T's. But,
2: well, I'll have to say something, Mark. That's, that's pretty slick for a little free app that they gave you. Yeah.
0: It is, uh, it is pretty impressive. And, and, I can do more. Uh, you can add RSS feeds to it. You can add photo blogs. It can tie into, uh, existing. Like if you've got a, a, a Facebook photo feed, it can do that. And every time you add something, it goes up. Uh, I even put the call us thing there. So the, the 559 I am OP, you click that button I and your phone open. will dial it automatically. You can send us an email straight from the app.
2: Man, that is cool. I'm loving it. Yeah. And the other cool thing about it is um, that my name's on it. (laughs) Yeah. That's really cool. (laughs) I've never had my name on an app before.
0: And so uh, right now, the only way for – iPhone users, well, uh, those with iPhone 5 can, can do it now, but, uh, the only way for iPhone users to get our stuff is to sync it to iTunes. So they have to subscribe to it on their PC, then go sync it, and then they get it. But when this app is approved, uh, they'll be able to just click the button and on demand, as soon as a new show comes out, um, get, play the stuff. And so that's, that's one of the reasons I'm paying the $100 that Apple demands to be a developer. Uh, to submit apps, Android it was twenty five dollars. Windows it's free. (laughs) You don't have to do anything. They're like, please, please just submit apps. We need apps (laughs) for our platform.
2: Yeah. So um, I um, one quick thing. So is this is this gonna you gonna have this downloadable, um, from the website?
0: Uh, I can do that. I could put a QR code up there. Sure. That'd be
2: cool. Um, and then the other thing, I I and this is just maybe I shouldn't even mention this on the air live with everybody in the world listening. I don't see the hot route on there.
0: Uh well, there's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah, the, the you want to tell them, Mark? The hot route at this point is on hiatus. Uh, okay, pending uh, finding new hosts. All three of our hosts punked out and decided they weren't going to do it anymore. Um, they took their dollies and went home. Okay, and uh, yeah, well, I bummer. would I would say that to their face, so I don't feel bad about saying it here.
2: Well, you know what <laughs> the thing is is I, I, as I know as I'm you know thirty. 30 plus episodes into it on this show or 30, you know, 28, whatever. I don't know how many shows I've been on 25 on my own show, co- you know, a couple here and there. It, it, And obviously you and Sean know this more than anybody that, from element OP. Um, It's, it's a commitment. And it's work,
0: right? It's not all fun and games. No, it's not just a, uh,
2: you know, just get on and talk for 30 minutes, you know, and then suddenly have, you know, thousands of people following you and you quit your day job. It's, it's work. As fun as
0: it is, it still works. Right.
1: Right. And uh, you made a good point, too, is it takes time to develop an audience. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so and I think that was it. They just weren't willing to wait. They put out, uh, what was it, uh, 12 or 13 episodes, and they didn't get millions of fans right away, and so they were they were done. Yeah. Right. But we're not giving up on the show. Uh, we, we have another host in mind. We're looking for a co-host. So uh, if you're interested in, in doing a sports uh, podcast, uh, let us know.
2: I know somebody that would be fantastic if he would commit to the time, but I don't know that he has the time. But he would be fantastic. You would love him.
1: That That's usually the problem is is time commitment. And I think, you know, we all know that, right? Uh, especially uh, we've kind of gone through that with the periodic tables. Trying to match up schedules with busy people who work and have yes. families and everything else can be quite a challenge.
0: But the beautiful thing about this app is uh, when – when it comes back on, I simply go in there, uh, add it to the feed, and send out an update. You'll update your app, and it'll be there.
2: So that's awesome. Uh,
0: if you if you're interested in making an app for any reason, it's absolutely free, and from for the best of my um, research was completely on the up and up. Uh, and that's uh, uh, conduit.com. So a well, little free plug there for them.
2: I am. Um, this is kind of a, a one. I probably could mention this Wednesday night more, but since it's kind of tech related also, you know, last week on the show, I talked about my new phone, the Samsung from stratosphere that I got. Sean, I got a new phone. I don't know if you've heard that episode yet, but, uh, it's, it's my my force, my first 4g phone. Um, okay. And it's got, um, I get like 20, 25 meg down on it. And, uh, I went out to go Thursday night. I finally get my leg rehabbed. I went out to go do a couple of miles. um, and I walked out. And I had my headphones on. I actually was kind of back to my normal status thing, but I hadn't downloaded a podcast yet. And I walked out to the end of the driveway, and I was like, "Well, I'll just grab it right now." Elementopi.com, click download. One, two, three, four, five. Play. <laughs> nice. So I downloaded the uh, whatever the last Element um, the last uh, Top Wide Tech episode, um, however many megs that was, Mark. You know, in about four or five seconds as I'm walking down the sidewalk and then took off running down the sidewalk. So that was kind of cool.
0: That is that is very cool
2: because I still haven't paid nine dollars for dog catcher or whatever it's called. So I don't have a real podcasting app on my phone still.
0: So, yeah, well, and you were doing it right off the website, which yeah, said, yeah, and so I actually just clicked on it right on the website and
2: downloaded the MP3 and then played it. Yeah,
0: because of the because Flash is supported on Android, you can do that. But now, uh, uh, app uh, iPhone users and uh, Windows users and even BlackBerry users, I can I could submit an app to the BlackBerry store too. But I don't think those five people really care.
3: Uh, <laughs> Well, you know, this kind of leads into a topic I put in the Linux news section about HP finally decided to release the WebOS as open source after they mm-hmm. destroyed it. So uh, can you do a WebOS app?
0: Um, not that I know of. It's, uh, it's, at this point, my understanding is they don't have a store. Like that was one of the things that they let go. Um, so I'm not really sure how that's going to work. But
2: you know. It's pretty exciting news, though, the way they're talking about doing it.
0: Yeah, I like the idea of it being open sourced, and uh, they've created uh, like a council or a, a foundation—I forget what they call it—but uh, uh, they've uh, created a, a governing body uh, to uh, oversee it. So I hope, I hope that's a very good thing. And yeah, I
3: hope you know. I'm hoping they're not going to do like they did their desktop. You know, they they used to be the largest desktop manufacturer in the world until they decided they didn't like that title. And they announced they were killing the desktop division. And then they said, no, not really. We're still going to do it. Please buy desktops from us again. And, uh, they, you know, I know they lost a lot of market share, but I don't know how it's how going to shake out for them in the end. So I'm hoping that WebOS, they do it right and they didn't wait too long until it was dead.
0: Me too. Yeah, because uh, if you if anybody has ever played with uh, WebOS, I haven't, uh, but all of my um, understanding is that it was a really high quality um, app, and uh, I mean, a, a operating system, and it was it really worked well. It had good hardware acceleration, um, but but do we uh, really
2: need another operating system? That's the other question, though. I guess uh,
0: you know, competition only makes things better. That's that's been the general rule. Uh, for all time.
2: That's true. Let me ask you this: uh, Has anybody, any of you guys, actually ever played with a Chromebook before? and that what it's called, a Chromebook?
0: No, I have been trying to get my hands on one, but I haven't. I would love to play with one of those things.
2: You know, it boots up in like from from off in like seven seconds, seven to ten seconds. Um, well, that's
1: kind of like that uh, Asus Transformer, right, Mark? I mean, that thing gets up pretty quick.
0: Yeah, I love. Well, that's pure Android, so it does what an Android does. But yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah,
2: I, right. I, I heard you all talking about that on the show. Um and I was I actually thought about that when you said but you were saying like 45 seconds, which is still really fast. Right. But you know, a 10 second boot up is like bringing your laptop back from being asleep almost, you know. <laughs> anyway, um before we get on in the show, I wanted to mention um I, I know a couple of you guys have heard me talking about I'm I'm working on a new application at my office now called Epic. It's the most well-respected largest uh, healthcare integrated inpatient outpatient patient billing system that exists. It's a pretty phenomenal product and it's built on a Unix database. Uh, it's called their, their version is called cache a and one of my really good friends from work is, has been slated to be one of our cache DBs. And so he went to Wisconsin for three days training um, and came back and was telling me all about it. And it's pretty phenomenal. Um, you know, Linux, humble roots in unix of course obviously um that's what it's based on but it it was just incredible what this database can do what this platform they've built can do and and just made me again uh you know it's not like everywhere i look now is linux slash unix you know jumping out at me now that i'm a little more aware of it uh and i didn't even realize when i first signed on the application that it was a, a unix based system and uh so anyway obviously I, since the command line godfather's not here i won't talk to about talking to about the command line stuff that my friend's been doing um <laughs> but uh i just thought i'd throw that out there that uh, we we have yet another gigantic application that we're installing That's based on the, the granddaddy of linux uh at my office it's a 180 million dollar project we're doing just fyi wow
3: <laughs> so, wow that's a lot of money yeah can i have some Sure, <laughs> we're, we're still we're still
2: hiring. Just got a few positions open. I, I got Marks and Seth's resume, and cut uh, my friend Thomas and Ken. I'm trying to get all my friends hired on there. So.
1: <laughs> we'll just move Elmanope on down there to uh, what is it, Atlanta? Yep, that'd be great.
0: Yeah, Elmanope. Uh, North, I guess. They're slightly north of of us. So how about we do something Linux-related, maybe? Nah. Sure. Nah, not this show.
3: Uh, (laughs) We have a Linux-related title. Isn't that enough? Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's funny. So we already mentioned the uh, webOS in the news. Uh, Seth, what's this other one? Predictions for 2012? I love predictions because they're always wrong, and that's great. Yes.
3: Uh, Linux Insider, which is a website I go to whenever I want to come up with some news stories. Uh, There's an article... Top five Linux predictions for 2012 and subtitled the last year of human existence on Earth, uh, you know, <laughs> with the Mayans and all that. So uh, anyway, prediction one, Linux cloud domination will grow, which, you know, basically the Internet runs on Linux. Um, Microsoft has IIS and it's OK, but Apache uh, is the name in Backend server management for, uh, or I should say back-end web applications, and, like, the Amazon cloud is based on Linux. So uh, Linux cloud domination will can, will grow. So even though people think they don't see Linux in front of them, like, you know, every time they go to a computer at work, they see a Windows logo, they don't necessarily see the Linux that's running the back-end system. So uh, prediction number two, Linux cloud dominance will be most prevalent And platform has a service, which that's another one of those cloud, internet, let's make money models. And so that way you're not buying software. You're like, you're invested with a company and you're running their platform from like... uh, front to back uh prediction number three android strikes back Um, if you followed any type of computer news this year apple has filed lawsuit after lawsuit against hardware and software manufacturers blocking the sale of android devices and trying to um and the prediction is next year that this kind of goes back against apple and there's already one case in australia where samsung won the right to sell the galaxy tab because australia or apple had seeked to block samsung from selling it claiming it was like um it was just basically an i it looked exactly like an ipad and i don't remember the term for that but uh it was like um do you do you know what that term's called mark i I can't remember
0: i'm sorry i wasn't paying attention what were you saying
3: oh uh No, you know, Apple. Hello, Leo Laporte.
0: (laughs) Uh, I have to be honest with you. Uh, I just got the email from the uh, iTunes App Store about submitting, uh, finishing the approval, and that's actually what I was doing. So I Uh, have to be honest, I was not paying attention at all.
3: Breaking Linux news the uh, Element OP podcast app is submitted for (laughs) iPad and is one step closer to approval. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but no, what is it called whenever, like, you know, Apple has. they they've sued in a lot of different countries to block the sale of like Samsung's Galaxy Tab and other things, claiming that it looks too much like an iPad. Basically, yeah. Um, Intellectual. Anyway, in Australia, in Samsung won the case, and so they're able to sell it in time for the Christmas season. Okay. Um. So anyway, they, go ahead.
0: They probably uh, showed prior art. I think is maybe what you were looking for, where you where you show that it existed before you quote unquote trademarked it and. That was probably their argument for their. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I I do remember that it was like, hey, this looks just like our product, so you can't sell it. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of ridiculous, but okay.
1: Yeah, it'd be like um, Chevy going to Ford and saying, uh, "You have four wheels and doors and
2: yeah. an engine." Now right? that I have a Honda CRV, every <laughs> car out there looks just like it. Right. I mean the the. The Infiniti looks just like it. The Lexus looks just like it. It's, I mean, it's rubber stamp time and for the midsize uh, SUV
0: vehicle. And Australia is not exactly known for being um, a far-right conservative uh, political climate. So if, if they were shot down there in that pr- pretty liberal uh, um, legal structure, I, I don't think they have much of a chance anywhere else.
3: Right. So, yeah, you know, it's like Apple, everything they did is kind of just kind of be short term. And I guess they're just it's kind of a fear factor, kind of, you know, they're like basically the mob selling protection uh, racket is kind of how I view Apple and all of the stuff they're doing. Um, uh, prediction number four, Linux gets its license to drive Linux in the automobile, such a um, very similar to the Microsoft Sync. Um and like desktop or not desktop, uh, GPS and all of that integrated system in your car. And prediction number five is the Linux desktop must die, which basically saying it's going to lounge around doing nothing much like it's done all the time. <laughs> so those are the five predictions. I don't really like the last one, but all the rest are pretty good.
0: Yeah. Uh, so these were, predictions that uh, the interesting thing about predictions is who uh, what's what's the risk right you can say anything right and um so linux desktop must die what what do you think that means that they're taking over the world or or what does that even mean well
3: yeah you know that was just kind of the prediction blurb it was talking about how you know the linux desktop it, there's always been the, it's the next big thing, it's the next big thing, and it's never materialized. And then you have things like Ubuntu with their Unity. They've kind of abandoned the desktop and went to, uh, and are looking for a more mobile interface. Uh, Android is, you know, it's based on Linux. And as much as we love to bash Apple, the uh, Mac OS and iOS that's based on Linux and that's designed for mobile devices. And so it's, it's just talking about how the Linux desktop is just kind of there and it just kind of languishes about thrashing without a real purpose or direction. And it's going to continue to do that.
0: Wow. Well, bless whoever's sneezing their head off there. Whoever's that. <laughs> <laughs> that was my wife. I'm
1: not going to say my statement.
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So are we done with that? I, I like the idea that, that, um, the Linux centric article would also allow for the possibility that Linux is going to die. But, uh, I, you know, I think we, the Linux community seems to be happy with that 1%. You know, they're fine with that. They're happy being 1% of the market, and it's almost like a badge of nerd honor.
2: I, I was wondering, right? about, you know, we used to have a, I used to go to a church in Bastrop that was, that we rented a building and the, the interior walls of the building were chicken wire still, you know, it wasn't finished out. We were almost proud of our humble building. <laughs> it's almost like, you know, we could have, we could have afforded to actually build a bit a building. And, at, and they eventually did years later, but, um, it's just kind of like the, the, it's like a badge of honor, like you're talking about that I use Linux. You know, it's only 1% of the people use that. It's right. super cl- cl- uh, clicky and only, only, only the cool know about
0: it. 99% of people were too stupid to use Linux. So, right. If you, yeah,
2: exactly.
3: Well, and part of his, talking in that is that all of the energy invested into the linux desktop kind of keeps it kind of keeps the community so fragmented it's not able to focus on these areas where it has a clear advantage and if you don't kind of drop the desktop you're going to end up losing your advantage somewhere else was his one main point of that prediction so but you know and there's some truth in that but at the same time, you know, if we just gain at least a little bit every year, eventually we'll have a significant market share.
0: I, I don't honestly, I don't think the Linux community would stand for that. If if we were suddenly if Linux suddenly had eighty percent of the world market, the the neckbeards would run and they'd go to Migo OS or <laughs> something else.
2: Right. Web OS.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I think they like that. And I think Apple, in the same, same vein, commercially doesn't want to be more than, uh, you know, say they're at 10%. I think they're happy with that. I think their business model depends on being elite, and they don't want to be on 90% of the desktops in the world.
3: Probably not, but, yeah, I I don't know. You know, sometimes you wonder what these corporations do and think, but, uh, so.
0: Yeah, interesting thoughts. And the last one, since it's a Linux show, we definitely have to talk about Windows some. What's up with that? Yeah, this is our representative of the evil empire, the gooey kid there. Windows on a stick.
3: Uh, Yes, it seems that in China, pirates, they've uh, hacked Windows and put it on a – it's Windows 7 Ultimate, and they put it on a flash drive that you can buy for the equivalent of – $14 $14 American money uh, and it's marketed has a signature edition and it says signature <laughs> edition and it has Steve Ballmer's signature on the front of the package that's so awesome. it must be legitimate uh, so
0: they scanned Steve's signature from somewhere and put it on their packaging for $14 i would buy Windows 7 Ultimate for 14 bucks. that's awesome
3: on an 8 gig flash drive yeah. I mean the flash drive worth that much <laughs> that's a good point so, <laughs>
0: So, what is that? Like a thousand percent profit since it cost them nothing?
3: Um, uh, you know, they make the flash drive, so it's probably right. five cents. And then they had to uh, spend some time working on it. So, I'd say they might have, yeah, 14 cents invested. So, yeah, probably a thousand percent profit.
0: Bill Gates once quipped uh, about piracy. He said, uh, They make a great product. We just can't compete with their price.
3: <laughs> right. Uh,
0: and that's, that's true. When, when your comp- competitor is you, it's kind of hard to be better.
3: Yeah, I just thought it was a, I thought it was a funny story. Um, if, if you know, we can put the link in the show notes, and if you just click on the picture to look on the packaging, it's you know, I mean, if if I were an average Chinese consumer and I saw oh, signature edition, well, you know, I don't want to buy something pirated, so I'm going to buy this. Um, you know, it's just like if you did, did if just, if you did you just call get, five million it. people stupid, Seth. <laughs> Hey, I know, people I know would think that was legitimate. You know, oh, signature edition. So, you know.
0: yeah, You're you're, you're right. What's interesting about that is uh, I wonder if it passes validation or if anybody cares if it passes validation.
3: Well, I wonder if they, um, you know, because it could just be like one of the release candidates that they just went in and turned off the automatic, uh, you know, because they don't, those are only valid for so long. They might have just turned it off, or they could. Somebody could be uh, like a Technic member and just burn that on there, and it might even have a product key in it. So,
0: <laughs> well, but surely that product key would get invalidated pretty quickly. Well, At, well in, you would think so. Interestingly, my machine that we're talking on right now, my Skype machine uh, that I paid for. Uh, windows on came up the other day and told me you're not valid Uh, after uh, almost a year of using it it just said "Uh, yeah you failed the genuine validation gave me a red background and said uh, uh, I think it was going to reboot in uh, every 30 minutes or something like that Um, and so clearly they they can't even do things right uh, let alone track down people who do it wrong
3: yes right
2: yeah, my friend Josh I think, and he's not the listening. Right He'll probably hear this podcast and call me on it if I'm wrong. I think he's still running like a, a pirated version of uh, Windows 64 bit from like four years ago, you know, he hasn't had any problems with it. It's he, he there's a couple of little things he can't do, but, uh, he got it on. He's like a beta test version, or something or another that's still running strong, you know, the whole validation process just is, is not as effective as as maybe as I think it should be. Yeah.
0: Okay, so moving on. we're This show is not going to necessarily be Linux-centric, uh, but it's an issue that I think everybody who listens to this show on a regular basis has to deal with. We are all the tech support for our families. I mean, if you're a Linux nerd, you're tech support. That's just sort of a given. If you're even interested in Linux, you're probably more tech-savvy than, than everybody around you. Uh, See, it's that 1% thing. You're better than 99% of everybody else because you use Linux. So uh, today, tonight, this week, we're just going to talk about uh, some tips, some things that you need to do when you go home to grandma's house while she's uh, making you turkey and dressing or whatever you have at your house for Thanksgiving. Uh, What are you going to, or for Christmas, I mean, what are you going to be doing uh, for her because i know there are people i go to they literally have a list it's on paper on their desk and they work on it all year long and uh, it's not just computer stuff but it's like stuff they can't reach because i'm tall and so i walk in the door and they're like that light bulb is burned out and that light bulb is burned out and that and so they're playing with my kids while they put me to work you guys have any serious similar experiences
2: well yeah, oh, yeah. I, I have to work on my mom's computer every time i go home right uh not too long ago, I actually went had her to totally do them. This is for you, Chris nuke and pave, uh, of her machine. She's, she's got a seven year old Dell. She's running. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's typical. Sometimes I even get farmed out while I'm there. Hey Aaron, while you're here, <laughs>
0: yeah, go down the street to my neighbor's house. Exactly. That's <clears throat> funny. So we're going to talk about some of the things that that you should be doing, or that you will be doing, or or just some things to look out. And um, this uh, first thing, no matter what OS you're running, whether it's uh, Windows or Linux or uh, Mac OS or uh, uh, Web OS or or anything, update. Why is it people don't update? That little blinking update box will flash for 394 days straight, and I don't care. Um, so, uh, you're going to run updates. Any other comments on that? No. You know, there used to be
3: a time where if you installed, like, Windows updates, it was a crapshoot on whether your system would work after you rebooted because they I don't know what they were thinking over there, but they were not good at testing their updates but that is pretty much you still occasionally that will happen but that is by and large a thing of the past and you don't need to be afraid of your os updates
0: well that's not 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 unheard of in linux either where an update breaks something right and and unfortunately in linux there's no rollback option with windows you can set a restore point or undo updates most of the time linux you're just done sorry i think
2: i think pretty much since xp service pack one you've been pretty okay. There were some things for some, you know, like I had some software at work that, that we couldn't roll Service Pack 3 back in the day with XP on, you know, several years ago. But with Windows 7 and, and things like that, I think it's, uh, it's been pretty all right. I, I just, I have updates running on my, all my PCs at home and just let it run and don't even worry about it.
0: Yeah. That's the way I set it up both at home and at work. I just set it to automatically update and reboot when needed at like three o'clock in the morning.
2: Side uh, note. Um, Chuck. Everybody's heard the Chuck Norris jokes. I can't remember what they call them. Mean, but you know the, you know Chuck Norris Chuck doesn't, Norris doesn't facts. have a yeah Chuck Norris facts. Thank you. Chuck Norris doesn't have a chin under his beard. He has another fist. You know all those kind of things. Right. My favorite one. My friend has a book on the work. Is Vista runs just fine on Chuck Norris's computer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I saw a great one uh, recently. Chuck Norris has Gmail. And the address is gmail at Norris dot com. Oh, that's a good one.
3: You know, I did an online job application thing, and that was one of the questions. It was, who can beat up Chuck Norris? So uh, that, <laughs> that was sounds actually like a fun a company
0: to work for then.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, I would love to work when for the that. the answer company. is
0: obviously Bruce Lee.
3: Well, my response was, <laughs> Historically. Um, my response was, God said, let there be light. Chuck Norris said, say, please. <laughs> so I couldn't think of any oh, other wow. way to answer it.
0: oh wow so it was not only a job interview but uh an opportunity to burn in hell afterwards so it's great
3: (laughs) you know i figure if they're the kind of company that's going to ask the question they would love that
0: answer so that's cool uh so uh, the next thing and this probably is only going to be a windows thing uh, is you're going to remove all the crapware all the toolbars all the, all the viruses, all that sort of stuff.
2: I suddenly become Jewish when you talk about that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so what are your, uh, off the top of your head, your favorite tools for crapware removal?
3: Malware bites, anti-malware.
0: Yep. Mal- Malware bites is good. Um, super anti-spyware is good. Add-remove programs. Uh, well, yeah, that's good for some things, not <laughs> everything. Yeah. Uh, Hitman is
3: a pretty decent
0: one. Okay. I'm not going to be linking for all these in the show notes cuz I'm too lazy. So, uh don't go don't, don't go there and expect that. Use the Googles. Use the Googles. <laughs> uh, uh what else um Sean, you haven't said anything yet. Uh yeah, uh
1: Malwarebytes is yeah. usually what I use.
2: Well, one thing I, I definitely one of the first things I do is uninstall McAfee and or Norton, whichever uh, yes. one yes. is on there. So what do you and put it, on in its place? I use Microsoft Security Essentials. Yeah, I agree. Uh it's really free. free. I'm um, Microsoft Security Councils. uh I, no, no, no. The thing is, AVG. I used AVG for years until Security Essentials came out. But since Security Council, security Essentials is out now, and I can just throw that in there as part of my update package, you know, as part, I don't have to go one place. I'm done, and I do it, and it. I don't have to think about it again. Not that I have anything against AVG. I'm, I'm sure it probably still works just as fine. But I've been using uh, MSC to use the short name for the last. Three or four years. And I did the rate. same
0: thing. I, moved, I at my at my work. We moved from the paid version of AVG to Security Essentials because uh, it works and it stays out of the way. That's my favorite thing about it. It doesn't seem to to slow things down even during a scan. It's it's uh, low priority and uh, you know and it's 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 in Windows 8 is going to be built into the OS finally, so you won't even need anything. It's just going to be part of the OS.
2: And it's been pretty successful for me. I can say. You know, I'm, I'm a fairly um, disciplined web surfer, um, and my wife is a very smart lady, but, you know, that being si- aside, we have not had a virus on our computer in, at home in five or six years. You know what I mean? So it's it's done a pretty good job keeping us clean.
0: Got to keep it clean. That's right. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, and, and this next thing that is a big deal to me uh, and I think, uh, not nearly enough people, uh, make it a big deal is backups, set up some sort of automated backup because it's, it's fine for you to go there once or twice a year and back them up. But what about the other, uh, you know, 11 months out of the year that you're not there, uh, set up something that can automatically back up uh, and Dropbox is a good way to do that. You can point it at like the desktop and my documents and it'll automatically do that as long as they don't have too much stuff. The uh, two gig account is fine. What I like personally is Carbonite. It's uh, fifty bucks a year for any, everything on your hard drive, and it's available anytime. You, in fact, I used it for the first time just this year. My wife was updating the Christmas list, uh, which uh, in our case is a, a Microsoft Access database. Don't hate me; it's just it's what worked <laughs> at the time, and we've been using it for twelve years now. I've used um,
2: Access multiple times. Yeah, it's
0: it's an Access database that we do a mail merge on and print the env- envelopes. Uh, but in the process of updating somebody, she didn't just delete the entry. She del- deleted the table. Oh. And then click Save. Uh, so <laughs> there was no easy way to go back. But I just right-clicked that file on the desktop, clicked the Carbonite thing, clicked Restore. Boom, there it was. So that right there was worth $50. Yeah. So I recommend Carbonite. No, we don't get any kickbacks. Carbonite, if you're listening, we would like a kickback, please. Um, another good one. Put us on the Leo train. (laughs) Another good one is Mosey online backup. Uh, it costs about the same as Carbonite, works about the same as I understand it. Uh, do you guys have anything else? You could do something like Crash Plan or Dervish or something, but those require more effort on the end user parts. I like things that are completely, uh, automatic and they don't have to think about it. You guys have any recommendations?
2: Uh, I use Dropbox personally, um, kind of for uh, some some backup um, stuff and also for some portability. Uh, you know, I, I've got two PCs here and I access it when I'm out and on my phone, and so I use Dropbox to move stuff around uh, and that kind of stuff. I do my I do my big backup using the second PC, but that's uh, but yeah. Dropbox has worked great for me. I've never actually used Carbonite, but uh, Dropbox has always worked great.
0: You yeah, see, I use Dropbox for the show. Everything we do, all the raw files, uh, well, not the raw files, they're too big, but all the, uh, uh, all the files that we do on the show, uh, are in a Dropbox, and that's how we shift them back and forth. And I went ahead and paid for the 50 gig version because I kept running out of space, but I'm a big fan of Dropbox because it's, uh, it's automatic. It can go across multiple machines. So you've got copies on multiple machines and in the cloud if you need them. Exactly, And uh, that's yep. what's awesome about it. Yeah, that's
2: how I use it. Because for those of you that have never used it, it, it acts just like a folder on your computer. It, it, it act like it. It is a folder on your computer.
0: Not only that, uh. but you can tell it a folder. You can say desktop or my documents. You can say that's the folder it'll be. Right. So it doesn't have to even be a separate folder.
2: Exactly. And then, so the way I use it, I have... I have uh, made it as a, a root folder. My computer, you know, it's so right in my C drive, a root folder, and I have that set up in both of them. And I actually have a shortcut on the desktop. Uh, and I just drag a file into it. Um, and then you'll see a little blue pinwheel spinning and then it'll turn to green after it synced it up to the server. And then by the time I can get up, unless it's a huge file and walk from one room in my house to the other room in my house and log onto that computer and open up Dropbox on that computer, it's already on that computer. It's been synced back the other way yep. as long as that computer's up and running. So I don't I don't know how the service all works in the background and what what how it all happens magically but it's it's pretty magical.
0: But I will put a link to that on our show notes because I can get a referral link that if you use my referral you get extra space and I get extra space. So it's a it's a win-win there.
2: It is. Yeah, I've I've gotten several 250 meg bump ups from that for, even on my free account that I use. Right.
0: I was up to almost 6 gigs. Uh, you start out with 2 and you can go up you can get another I think eight, so I think you can go up to 10. And I was at almost six, but I was just, I, I was I need too much. Right. So I went ahead and had to pay for it. And it's, it's expensive. It's $100 a year for 50 gigs, and where for $100 I could buy a, a 500 gig or a, a terabyte, rather, hard drive. Mm-hmm. No, wait, I just recently bought a three-terabyte hard drive for $100. Think about that. But I don't get the uh, off-site-ness of it.
2: Right. Side, side, side note, my brother-in-law sent me a link today to a it's a like a nine hundred dollar three hundred and fifty gig um, solid state drive that's out there now. Um, that's it's crazy how that's coming down in price. Three hundred fifty gig solid state drive for nine hundred bucks. It's
0: yeah, solid crazy. state is still very expensive, but yeah. uh, uh, I think there's going to be a time, and it's not too far away, that they'll be the same prices as magnetic discs, and then boom, it's going to go crazy from there. Because I mean, they speed things up. Uh, Hundreds of percent. I mean, it'll be five, six, seven times as fast. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the next thing I have on my list is uh, check their Facebook privacy settings. That's a good and one.
3: And that was a uh, end user tip of the week I did a few weeks ago with uh, how you can go through and make sure all their settings are locked down.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I don't know if it's you got. I haven't made. A, haven't created a new Gmail account in a while. You know, have the, you have the option for secure Gmail or not secure? Is that by default secure?
0: You mean the HTTPS secure? Yes, that's automatic. Yeah. Now okay. on all Google services, it's not always on.
2: Now you can turn it off in Gmail, right? Because um, I've had to do that because I use a, a free PDA net tethering application to tether my phone to my laptop, and, and so I'm using the free version. HTTPS, I can't do yeah. I can't do HTTPS. Yeah uh but I, just, I couldn't remember if it was automatically on so something i'll do and it's not in the list here um do, i'm sorry Seth. do you want to say more about facebook privacy settings i just jumped right in there
3: no no i just was because you know we put the link in that link was really good it goes to and it explains everything so just look th- i don't remember how many weeks ago that was but just go and look at it and follow it down because i learned a lot looking at it and i, I try think it was, to stay current on that i think it was two
2: weeks ago because i want to say that Or was it one? I don't know. Um, But you can look through the show notes to find it. But what I was going to say was something I did uh, not too long ago for my mom was move her to Gmail. A lot of people who live, especially in rural areas, that subscribe to, um, uh, like, their little local internet provider. And they'll say, well, when you sign up for us, you get an email at, you know, whoever, whatever your name is at. Like we have, you know, even here, I've got ATTU versus my internet provider and I have an email account with ATTU versus people start using those accounts. Well, that's not portable. It's not on the web. It's not cloud based. There's so many advantages of getting a Gmail account. So if you're doing that tech support for somebody and you notice they've still got a pop three email account set up going to their local provider that's down in the corner, you know, in the strip center with dollar general, um, go ahead and move them to Gmail. They'll yep. thank you a year from now when that place goes out of business.
0: Yeah, I've uh, been through four or five internet providers over the last several years, and I don't even know what the address was that they gave me. I've never used it.
3: Yeah. That's
2: me. I don't don't, don't even know if I have
3: one through (laughs) mine.
2: I was going to say, I have to go in my Gmail account to find where they sent me my confirmation email to find out what that email address
0: is if I need it. (laughs) You're still with us, Sean? Do you fall asleep? I am. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Just making sure.
2: He's just sitting back, relaxing, enjoying the show.
0: That's right. Get to listen live. And so another thing, along with uh, check their privacy settings on Facebook or, you know, t- uh, Google Plus or whatever else, but Facebook is the, the the most egregious offender. They're the ones who like to stomp on tr- privacy the most. And, uh, you know, if you know anything about Zuckerberg's history, uh, he, he has done that for a long time. That's not new. I mean, he sort of got his start hacking I watched into the movies. Oh, yeah. Don't consider that a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a bad movie. It wasn't a good movie. But it wasn't a bad movie. Uh, the dialogue was awesome. Sorkin writes great dialogue. But anyway, another thing is check their firewall settings. Make sure they don't have, like, UPnP turned on. Um, Universal plug-and-play, which says, Hey, any app that wants to open a hole in my firewall and make it like I don't have a firewall, go right ahead. Uh, turn that off. And if they're still using the default password on their Linksys router firewall... Change that. That's a good one. If they have it set to uh, be administrated from the WAN side, which is often a default, change that.
2: Well, you know, I, I'm just glad that we've moved away from in the last, you know, five years ago, um, you know, you go to your friend's house to help them out and they've got their computer plugged directly into their DSL router or whatever. And that thing has given them a public IP address. At least most of the devices that I've run into in the last couple of years that ATT or whoever's given their clients to hook their computer to now actually is a router right and they are they do have a private you know an internal ip address not a public but i remember those days literally you know you
0: yeah you had just you got a public ip address and all yeah, the devices you on, in your house did yeah
2: yeah exactly you were on the net with the uh, you know
0: but uh, often uh, like the the ones that the the cable company or or phone company give you are notorious for having uh WAN side. side administration turned on so they're open to the internet and they've got the default password that you can look up because they haven't changed it you know AT&T didn't change it when they bought it from Netgear Uh, and so you you put it in there and anybody over the internet can find it and type in the default password and start monkeying with your settings so those are really simple things you can do for your aunt Matilda to help her out
3: and another thing along that line is if you are running a wireless network make sure it has a password on it. I was over at a friend of mine's house and, you know, he was just, he was kind of a little paranoid and he didn't want to tell me what his password was. So I just fired up my laptop and I found one of the five unencrypted networks that were in apartments around his house and surfed the web and freaked him out that I hacked into his account in like under five seconds. <laughs> but, uh, and another thing, since we're on passwords, change the default administrator password, uh, Oh, and if, you're, if they're running Windows XP still, log in to the admin account and set a password for it because it's always a good idea to, one, not use the default admin account, but to put a password on it. Make a note a that pass-
0: what that password is somewhere because yes. don't trust them to know it. Uh, yeah, right. Getting to, to Wi-Fi, I run mine open. Anybody wants to come to my house, sit in my yard and leech Wi-Fi, go right ahead. I don't care. Me too. Um, I, don't, I but, don't lock it down at all. But my
2: router is locked down.
0: yeah yeah you're not going to get to my router but what that's the thing though once you get to the wi-fi you're inside the router so it's really kind of pointless
3: you know uh, i went over to somebody's house and did uh because they are they were having issues and it turns out their wireless router got hacked because they never changed any of the default settings and so you could not go to any security website because it change some dns entries but luckily i had my tech support on a stick and i had the stuff that got the got the uh trojan the keylogger off their computer and then i went in and had to uh change reset their router and change everything so changing the default settings is a very good thing and will save you a
2: headache what i was referring to mark was that would just keep somebody from monkeying around with it um with the router, you right. know, like I said, they're not going to get in my computer even if they get on my network, most yeah. likely, unless they're some kind of uber hacker.
0: Yeah, um, that's kind of, you know, that's my thinking. I don't have default shares turned on, and I've got firewalls on each of the machines individually, uh, except my Linux machine. I, I'm on record as saying I don't run a firewall there. Um, but, yeah, I don't worry about it. I, I figure uh, there are times where, like Seth, I'm out and would like to leech Wi-Fi for a little while um so i i make that available to people and and i don't really care um you know so far nobody has downloaded kitty porn and and the the feds haven't come to my house yet and if they did you know the burden would of proof would be on me to prove it wasn't wasn't me that did it uh but that you know i'm okay with running that risk because i you know i i think people are basically trustworthy where i live
2: yeah i mean i i got into just as a as a what's the word just a proof of Concept. What um, when I moved into my previous residence, fired up my first Wi-Fi device there, found two or three neighbors' um Wi-Fis. Saw that one of them was running a, a D-Link device. Uh, after it gave me an IP address, I just did the one ninety two one sixty eight one one, and it took me right to their thing. I said, I wonder if they've got it still set to the default password. Yes, they do. And I, you know, I could have went in there and shut their system down and. Messed with them, no reason to. Didn't do it. I appreciated the free Wi-Fi until I had mine set up, but that just that got me thinking. You know, why not go ahead and change it? It's nice till I have to mess with it, but why not go ahead and change it?
0: Yeah, that, um and of course, if you could run a Boris box. Then you're you're good instead of yes. using instead of using a, a little Linksys box. So take a Boris <laughs> box over to your aunt's house and set that up. That's what mine is—an old laptop, an old laptop, like a, a 266 megahertz processor laptop, sitting under my bed, running IP cop. That's my firewall.
2: Uh, let me—I'm—I'm going to rebreak the show just a little bit. One of my coworkers told um, a funny story the other day where his his uh, washing machine dishwasher at, work at home broke so they called the service company that they have a service contract with and, and this russian guy came out and uh worked on it for a little bit and then got ready and was packing up and the wife said aren't you going to test it he said and he says i do this all the time it work <laughs> <laughs> and she says oh, okay <laughs> is that it then yes you have cash <laughs> she said yeah i have some cash good was <laughs> if you don't like my service i'll come back and and whack you i mean it was like (laughs) russian mafia service man i do this all the time it works
0: even if it don't work you say it work exactly good that's funny you have cash good
2: so that's kind of one of our sayings around the office now we're going to lunch uh, you have cash (laughs) good
0: uh, and the next thing that I have on my list is set up remote support so that you can be there with them periodically uh, throughout the day. This, in the last three or four years, the options for that have really bloomed. You've got LogMeIn.com, you've got uh, 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 TeamViewer, you've got you know you don't have to do the old VNC anymore where you have to, to hack into their their password. You've got GoToMeeting, of course you have to pay for that one. Um,
2: so there's usually a trial version out there yeah. you can get. <laughs> uh,
0: but you can set these people up with these things that is always on. And you can always access and you don't have to tell them, all right, go launch this service or, or anything like that. Do that for these people and tell them, you know, every now and then I'm going to check on you. So if you see your cursor moving, it's not a poltergeist, it's me. Uh, it's a um, marker. Uh, what do you guys, I like logmein.com. That's my my default go-to. It's, it's free, it's easy, it works really well. Uh, what do you guys recommend for that?
2: Logmein is probably the one I've used the most privately. Yeah, I use
3: logmein. Seth?
0: Seth forgot to unmute his mic.
3: Yes, I did. And uh, <laughs> I was looking at the show notes, so I had to bring that screen back up. Uh, but the log me in free, I like that. Yeah. I don't typically like to install it on people's machines because then that, like, implies that you can call me anytime for support because I have an app installed on your computer. And, like, that's if I... If I told my brother don't call me for computer troubles, I would never hear from him. So uh <laughs> that's uh I mean one time I he uh, he called me and I said, Hey man, what's wrong with your computer? And he goes, How did you know something was wrong with my computer? And I said, Because you called me. Yeah. And he went, Oh, well <laughs> and then he went on to, <laughs> then tell he goes on to yeah.
0: I had a guy call me the other day, um, he, he was very honest about that. We did the little ch- how, how are you doing? I'm good. How's your family? Fine. good. Fine. He said, uh, and then he said, well, I need some help. And you know that because I don't ever call you unless I need help. And then he went on with, so I appreciated his intellectual honesty in that one. Uh-huh. okay. So, uh, install remote, remote support. Uh, stop installing outdoor stuff. It looks like something Seth would write. Yes,
3: um, there. I was reading an article and it was called Stop Installing the, an Outdated Version of Ubuntu. And that got me thinking that like if you install an old, you know, like if for whatever reason you decide to do a nuke and pave on your computer and you install the security software that came with it, that was awesome three years ago. Don't think you have security software installed. Um, even if you carry around an old version of AVG or whatever oh you like goodness. to use. So, it will uh, take forever to run all the updates once you get it installed. So keep updated stuff handy if you're going to do that.
0: When I say this story, both Sean and Seth, because they've both worked with me and worked with this person, will know exactly who I'm talking about. But we have a teacher at the school where I work where every time her computer gets reimaged or I get her a new computer, she goes and installs Norton Antivirus 2000. Not 2009, not 2011, 2000.
1: And then AdAware, And then and Yeah, 6.0. And then, and then
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> See? We, they all knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> and this person has those, I'm guessing, on a USB stick or on a CD. And that's, that's where he... Uh, so you know it's a she because i said he uh that's where he's locked in that you know these are my tools and it's never going to change these are the ones i'm always going to use and every time i go work on his computer there they are and i take them off and i put you know i say you've already got security essentials on there but he will remove security essentials and put uh the old version of norton on there it's crazy stop doing that people
3: Yes, just because an app was best in class 10 years ago does not mean it is any good today. It's like state of the art in cars in 1950, right. you know, wouldn't necessarily be safe today. So.
0: Hey, look, these have disc brakes. That's awesome. <laughs>
2: Going with this that example. That, that, this, that's approaching the level of wiggity whack. That's wiggity whack at <laughs> <Wiggity-whack. in> that <laughs> point. <part. laughs>
0: you're so street Aaron. Uh, oh yeah uh and then you have in here also get some type of rescue disc that's for you to take with you when you go to their house right
3: well yes because since we're on the topic of you being tech support um you know, there's always, like, a lot of times I don't get called in until the computer doesn't work. And it's amazing. They need some type of something on it. So you have a system rescue CD. If you, re- and the links are in the notes. It's actually based on Linux. So, uh, we can tie this whole show right. into our Linux theme. Um, and I also, I recently purchased, uh, SpinWrite and I have already saved computers with yes. it. So, uh,
0: I keep right on uh, a USB key on my keychain, so it's literally with me everywhere I go. Um, it's one of my go-to tools. And I also have a USB uh, Ubuntu Live CD that I use for rescue purposes because I'm a geek, and that's how it goes. <laughs>
3: yeah, but you know, like in the original Star Trek, Scotty was like a, a genius because he could always do things in faster with no you know he could he could run the enterprise with like a paper clip and a piece of paper so you know if you want that kind of rep then you need to carry some good tools with you so because he had a usb key with spin right
0: on it that's right (laughs) (laughs) captain i'm just a running spin right on the Dilithium crystals (laughs) wow that was a terrible (laughs) accent i could do a better accent than that that was horrible
2: (laughs) but it fits with the show (laughs) you'll have kosh good <laughs> <laughs> my favorite you know i laugh about scotty still but now my favorite is actually galaxy quest tony Shaloub's character oh, yeah on that i love the whole hey hey guys. uh hey captain my guys say that we can reverse the polarity on the something another let's do that hey guys good job you know i came i've been a while since i've seen him i love that whole that whole stick he does
0: yeah, that's a great movie, Galaxy Quest. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Even if you're not a Trekkie, you'll like it. But if you're a Trekkie, you will love it.
2: Yeah, it's awesome.
0: You
3: have <laughs> a last of name, guy. Long's first uh, yeah.
0: big starring Rose, actually. Just go right on through the chompers and you're there. What the <laughs> heck are these? <laughs> Who yeah. would build this? <laughs> uh, but my favorite
2: part, though, is still that. You have a last name, guy. Do I? Do I? <laughs> <laughs> at first i thought he was i thought i was a plucky comic relief you know whatever yeah. maybe, no maybe you are the plucky. He, I, he thought he was the guy that went down to the planet and died and then he decided he might have been the guy that stayed on the ship and died it's its
3: great I can, i'm not doing it justice
0: ends in libowitz exactly and the entire bridge crew
3: <laughs> down to a planet yeah sorry enough of that
0: <laughs> okay uh anything else before we move on to our tips of the week
1: like that add some reverb in there when you edit
0: (laughs) yeah i could do that (laughs) pigs in space (laughs) all right so uh chris isn't with us so we don't have a command line tip this week so we'll go right to seth and his consumer wait 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 i can i
1: can take chris's spot oh you have a command you have a linux command
0: line tip really
1: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking regular command line. I was going to say, like, C colon. There you go. <laughs> awesome. But since we're, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll just shut up now.
3: <laughs> okay, well, for my uh, consumer end user tip of the week, I am saying uTorrent and some of the apps they have are actually very beneficial. And I actually used this this past week. Uh I have been helping my niece with her college algebra and I realized it's been a long time since I've done some of that and I could not remember how to do some of it. So uh, I tried to watch some of the videos on playlists but they took forever to load. So I went to uTorrent and there's a Khan Academy app And I downloaded the, I've downloaded the entire algebra, trig, and geometry series of videos via uTorrent. And, um, so that way, whenever there's a question on a particular topic, I can pull that video up and I already have it on my computer. So I'm not, where are the videos coming from? I'm sorry. Where are
2: the videos coming from again?
3: Khan Academy, K-H-A-N Academy. Are you
2: telling me that you used? torrent to download
3: something that it was legal to download
2: yes <laughs> i've never heard of that that's that incredible
0: possible? yeah it's interesting that uh torrenting <laughs> has has gotten a bad name uh <laughs> just like real well peer-to-peer has gotten a bad name because it's it's been used nefariously for so long but there's lots of good legal valid torrents out there and it's a good way there to. Is. in fact i've even considered releasing uh shows uh, on our network in torrents, you know the the half percent of people out there who know how to do that would uh, save me some bandwidth. But yeah, torrenting is a good thing. You get a few seeders and they all share it and and it works really well. But unfortunately, it's become the the RIAA poster child for technologies that should be banned. After the VCR, finally. Uh, uh, you see how that's
2: the role banned. of this show? Seth sets it up. I softball lob it to Mark and Mark knocks it out of the park. You <laughs> see that?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is talent but yeah no i was uh because you know i have uh like 512 down and i rarely get that full speed um because it's like over it's like a uh, wi-fi max kind of thing and um it, it was just taking forever for the videos to load you know i'm waiting 20 minutes so i can watch a 10 minute movie but now i've uh I set up Utorrent. I there was a con because I went to Khan Academy's website to see what kind of offline things they had, and this is one of the ones they suggest. So I pulled it down and I went ahead and got Algebra, and then even worked out examples, and then Trig, and then Geometry, so I can look at those and I can have them for whenever my niece needs help.
0: That's excellent. All right, anything else, guys?
3: I made brownies with my son last night.
0: Awesome! Did you use command line tips to do it? <laughs> no. Is your oven open source?
3: Is it powered no. by a Linux kernel?
2: I will say be. that um, that uh, uh, I'm a, I am the noob in residence because we made a box batch right to brownies, so <laughs> we, we did the easy way to do it. It was not it was not command line. Yeah. <laughs> command line
0: brownies. It's funny. I have I've done it ways. They were ways, definitely you know? gooey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, the fact is the stuff in the box is almost always better than what you could make from scratch, you know.
2: Better than I can make from scratch, that's mm-hmm. for sure.
0: So, if you want to contact us, that was a, a rough transition, but we're we're viewing a uh, running into mini series status here. So, um, if you want to contact us and let us know how you make brownies, you can do that at elementop.com, our website, the uh, where our forums are, where you can find uh, all of these jovial people, including Mr. Kaibel, even though he's not a regular on the show. He is a regular there um, on the website. Right. Um, you can find us on the Twitters at uh, twitter.com slash elementopi, facebook.com slash elementopi. Uh, f- call us, leave us a voicemail at 559, hit it, Aaron. I am Opie. Or you can go to the App Store of your choice and download the Element Opie Productions app. Wow! It will be a while before the iTunes one is up, but the uh, Android one is already up. I may go ahead and do a Windows and a Blackberry just for fun, just so that we're all over there. I'm excited Woo-hoo! about having go app. our own app. So uh, I'm looking for. Let me know if you if you have any feedback for that. Um, I like it. Well, thank you. I was talking to actually people who might be listening to the show and not on the show, but I appreciate that feedback too. I'm listening
1: and I'm on it. The The download worked.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Feedback is important. Having said that, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to do this show without knowing if anybody is listening or caring. So, uh, we, we covet your feedback, send us emails, uh, make forum posts, send us voicemails. Let us know that you're out there and that you care. We, we all just want to be loved. Yes. All right, guys. Any final words before we say good night? Merry Christmas, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> God bless us, everyone. Merry Christmas! Your old savings alone. loan. <laughs> beautiful
3: Bailey, Bailey. Beautiful Bailey building mm. alone.
2: <laughs> You'll have cash, You'll- <laughs>
0: it work don't touch all <laughs> right and with those bad accents i will <laughs> say that that ends this episode of everyday Lips.